Bienvenidex to Merendiando, part of Radio Aluna Theater. Our guests this week are the hosts of the Nostalgique podcast, Abba Amaquando and Ben Sosa Wright. Abba is an actress, writer, stand-up comedian, and a sketch performer. She's a member of the all-black ensemble sketch troupe called the Untitled Black Sketch Project. And you can see her in the latest season of This Hour Has 22 Minutes. Ben is a stand-up comedian, writer, and improviser from Toronto, and a self-identified Taurus icon. Ben was named a Canadian Comedian to Watch by the CBC, and you can catch Ben all over the Sonar Podcast Network. And also, if you want to laugh, you should totally follow him on his TikTok. Both of their bios and social media handles will be in the show notes. Nostalgic is a podcast where Ben and Nava reminisce about, and sometimes drag, the pop stars of your youth. If you love pop, nostalgia, and kicking, then this is the podcast for you. In this episode, we talked about nostalgia, why gossip is life-giving, the most shocking celebrity fact they've learned while doing their podcast, and they also gave us some extremely quality comedy advice. I was fortunate to be a guest on their show a few weeks ago where we talk about Selena Quintanilla, la reina. It's so good. If you want to listen to that episode, there is a link in the show notes. And now, let's get into it. Hola, Ava and Ben. We're so excited to have you here in Merendeando. I tried to oh do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's let's try, let's try. That One, was really two, good. Three. Merendeando. Yes, you are. <laughs> it sounds perfect. It sounds perfect. Definitely more, sounds perfect. Definitely more uh, on key than me singing Nostalgie. Oh, me too. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my God. Thank you for having us. Yeah. We're so happy to have you. Um, So, Abba and Ben. We normally like to just, you know, warm up into the this kind of podcast, this interview that we do with everyone. But you know what? We're not doing that today because we really think that both of you are comedy superstars and you have the skills to pay the bills. So we're going to start with a hot Cheeto hot seat. Okay. Okay. So the hot Cheeto hot seat is a section we sometimes do of rapid fire questions. So combining your love for music in your podcast and our love for for food, here is our rapid question. So first question, what's your go-to song for breakup? Ben, you start. <gasps> oh, um, oh my God. Probably my life would suck. My life would suck without you. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Um, For a breakup, uh, um, that Adele song that's like, I'll go hungry, I'll go hungry. With, uh, make you feel my love. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, I go I deep. That yeah, that's very different vibes. <laughs> I like that. Okay, next question. Go-to song Ooh. to get ready for a show. Freakum dress by Beyonce. Oh, oh that's, that's good. so good. Thanks. Um, okay, recently, only because mm-hmm. I just started listening to this a lot, London Bridge for Yes, Fergie. Yes, I mean that's good. Fergie. She deserves a time right now. She does not mm-hmm. deserve to be in the past. Okay, great. Go to song like when you're in when there used to exist going to dance to a party and we'll be back again. What is the song if they play you will be like my song to dance to? Um uh uh Bossy by Kalise. They never play it at the club though, but that's a banger. Oh, like it still that goes off. That's good. They, okay, maybe Bad Girls MIA. Oh yes. Yes. That's my name. Correct. Correct answer is both correct. Um if you could have a snack with any person in history, present or future, who would it be? Beyonce. Mm. Mm. 
So good. And what's next? Um, Bubblicious gum. <laughs> Bubblicious gum. I hate that. Of everything. I need that for you. Beyonce chewing gum. Beyonce blowing like a huge bubble. Yeah. Um, oh my god, that is so good. This is so, this is so hard. And I thought about this. Okay, okay. Um, 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 oh my god, I'm panicking. I'm panicking. Um, um, Marie Antoine, Marie Antoinette, Kate. Okay. And we have Kate. How funny is that? Oh, so on the nose. That so on the nose. <laughs> That's great. I love it. And last question: What food makes you nostalgic? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Um. Yeah. Oh my God, Michelina's microwave pizza. <gasps> oh. Reminds me of coming mm. home. Um, and my mom was working the late shift, so I'd make myself my dinner. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. It. You know what? That brought me back. Yeah. Probably like dollar store, dollar store ramen. Mm. just like because yeah. at lunch that was like on friday your parents give you a toonie to get a little treat at the corner store and yes go, mm, and so spicy it and it has a little the little uh swirly fish cake in it yes oh Iconic. gosh Iconic. congratulations you have survived the hot cheeto hot seat yes okay we're alive that was great thank you that was intense uh, honestly my stomach was clenched the yeah. whole time <laughs> like stuff like this i can't yeah. relax like butthole like, puckered yeah. butthole puckered i know if i had to poo i couldn't do it to save my life right now <laughs> i've ruined your podcast <laughs> no <laughs> but we know we are all about being very committed to the point of pain and suffering to yourself. Okay. And I feel like you're both just really aligned with that. Great. So thank you. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I just wanted to say also that, Ben, you talked about like a few times you were like, am I Latinx enough to like mm. be here right now? And I want to say as a guest on our show, yes, no questions. <laughs> you don't need to know any language that isn't the one that you grew up with. We love a migration story. We love a multilingual moment. Mm. We oh love you just God. as you are. You are I'm perfect. I'm crying. Yes. I'm literally crying. Yes. Oh my God, that's so sweet. Thank you. So oh sweet. my God, I love that because my my aunts and my cousins would disagree with you, but no, I could. They love me. They just love to drag. Because we like, have them on the phone. Um, let me connect. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that I've had like nightmares where like I look out my bedroom window and my whole family from Argentina is like outside my door, like waiting for me. What does <laughs> like, that say? Spanish. I, just, what does that say? <laughs> I think it's because I'm not out to some of them. That's oh, it. Oh, 100%. That's, 100%. That's, a That's a moment. And it's like, I know that they know that I'm gay, but we've never talked about it oh. because they follow me on Instagram and it's like, yeah, I know. I have family yeah. like that too. That's yeah. just my whole family. But. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone. Yeah. Yeah. True. But thank you for saying that. That's so sweet. Like, you know, yes, it's on. true. Like, yeah, the reality of being here is that you are you just as you are, and it's just great. Like, period. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. That's so validating. Thank you. Your podcast is magical. I love it here. So, because we we love your podcast, I listen to it regularly. If it's great if you if you love music and comedy. Or if you just love music and you think you're not going to find comedy while hearing the stories, you will. <laughs> so everybody needs to go and check out Nostalgic. And so sweet. Thank but you. But we want to, like like uh, Hilary Dobbs said, we want to go back, back to the beginning. And mm-hmm. we would love mm-hmm. to hear mm-hmm. what was your meet cute story. Like, how did you do Matt? <laughs> and then how did you two decide to do this podcast? I feel like I've known Ben forever. And that's the issue. It's I it's don't so remember. funny. The show where we actually met is kind of like a funny one. Yes, yes, say it. I mean, well, it was that famous QAPD. Um, may that 
may that organization um, rest. I'm not going to say in peace, but may it just rest. rest may it period. be away and go away. <laughs> may it be her. away. <laughs> yeah. And we met at that JFL showcase. And I truly think, like, I don't even think I had seen ABBA perform before, but I would seen you, like, around. Yes. Like, I definitely, like... You were in my we, periphery. We had met in the cab space very casually, I think, yes. when I was talking to Brandon or something. Yeah. Totally. It was definitely that. And definitely also, like, whenever there's, like, a young, kind of someone who you're, like, they're, they're around my age doing stand-up, yes. you're, like, you're hyper aware of them. Exactly. Like, I can't. I'm, like, my eyes are always. And we, that's where we met. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like and our real meet cute was, like, Amika's Cheetahs. Yeah. Well, it was so interesting yeah. because, like, after that show... We went downstairs and you gave me a J. This was like 2017, 2018. I don't know, but you gave me, we smoked a little bit. And we did. I I usually don't like smoking in public. I never used to do it before this day, actually. This is so wild. And the only reason I continued to smoke in public is because the weed that you had that day was so good. It was called like Snow White or something. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was so calming. Link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. So calming, so chill. And we had a really nice gab, gab, gab. And then um, Brandon was away for that one Amiga's Cheetahs show. And you guys decided that I should host. And so like Ben and I were kind of talking via Facebook. But then we met in person and that was like our real meeting kind of the first time we ever really like it was like, okay, we're in this together. Like there were stakes, you know, social stakes. And Abba looked so gorgeous that night. Stop. You look so Gorgina that night. You were wearing this cute, like, short, like, or, like very, it was like spring, summer, like, orangey red, like, mini dress, tight, tight. Oh my God. Gorgeous braids. Like. Uh, so like sweetie. truly so pretty. You're wearing your and little booty shorts. They weren't booty I shorts, but I like to call them booty shorts. Well, <laughs> I also look at my I, those pictures of us too. We looks it's we, we look like people who have not experienced a pandemic. Like, exactly. It's so sad. There's so much life in our eyes. Like. There's so much life. There's so much joy. But we had yes. so much fun. Mm-hmm. Like on and off stage, we were just laughing, laughing, laughing. Yes. Yes. And then on stage, it was really like I remember having so many feelings. We're being like, we are so funny together. Yes. Like, this oh is my god. So illegal. That's cute. It was. Yeah. We were just meshing yeah. really well. And then after that, it was at the theater center. So we kind of all went and sat with like Liza Paul and a few other people. <gasps> yes. And we were just Liza talking. Paul. And Aiden O'Loughlin, our friend, our yeah mutual friend comes up to us and he's like you guys need to start a podcast everyone's saying everyone's talking about and people it. were start a podcast. and Damn. multiple people and this sounds like so like sounds like so such many a break i know it's such yeah, a but so many people different different friend groups who were like different people at the show mm-hmm. were coming up to me being like you guys should start a podcast yes. and like these were all isolated incidents and we we're like well fine if the public if the public wants it. but abba made me die on stage because that was one of the first times and you don't i'm not going to make you do your beyonce impression but abba did a beyonce impression that like derailed the show for me like i was not on stage at that moment i was just like let and you could see it i think there's like actual pictures online i'm me like throwing my head back i look like a hyena like i'm a monster just like cackling cackling and you could see abba clearly like you're doing the beyonce face no the kind honestly, of kind of glaze over the eyes, the kind of Honestly, Ben, it's so sweet that you say that because I was trying so hard to keep up with you. I was like, Ben no. is doing so like I was like I was I was floored. Oh God, I didn't no. know. I didn't know that Yeah. Was so yeah. Funny. It was really great. Yeah. There was really great energy in that room. I felt God in that chilies that night. Mm. And <laughs> <laughs> Oh my so god! Ben just I took almost, a drink of water. almost destroyed my microphone by spitting water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god. Oh my god. That was fun. And the rest is history. And that was so long ago. So it sounds too pure to be like post 2020. For sure that happened before. Exactly. Yeah. Also, your attention to detail is impressive. Like if you were like, how did you met? And I'm like, I don't know. We were two shapes in a room. (laughs) (laughs) And we saw each other. (laughs) And we were wearing clothes. Like you, your attention to detail. I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked to be honest. I'm shocked. I I'm shocked too. But you know what? I'm not shocked because there are memories that I block out, and then there are memories Mm. that you kind of like that you you kind of hold on to. Yeah. And also in these days, it's like when I miss just like seeing people performing. It's like Mm -hmm. I literally will look at pictures on my phone and literally just search like you know how like on on iphones you could do like faces or something yeah. i'll look at like yes. i'll tap like abba's face or maybe like brandon's face and i'll look at like memories it's sad it's You're like gonna make not... me cry i do that every day <laughs> no no oh my... no no or you go on like a maps and you like look at like this is the, the time i was in the junction <laughs> wow okay well speaking of which like how do you think the pandemic has affected your relationship with nostalgia? Well, oh my That's God, I love this question. question so much. It's a great a question. Great. When I read that on the email, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. From the email, from the get. Um, from the because get. your podcast is called Nostalgique. So mm-hmm. obviously, even before this whole time, you had a certain interest in nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, just like, what what do you think? For me, it was very much this thing of like, sorry, my hair is <laughs> stuck in the headphones. Um, it was very much this thing of like um I don't know at the beginning of quarantine I woke up every day and was very much like I can't believe this is happening and so I kind of lived that first like lockdown in a daze where I was kind of just listening to music eating cleaning like really decorating my room because I knew I was going to be there in there a lot and kind of just going on walks so after like a few months after that, when things started opening back up, I would start looking at that first lockdown as like months ago. Like I, I, I thought about it as if it was like the year prior because time felt so elastic because we're kind of doing the same thing over and over again. And I feel like I'm nostalgic for things that technically don't fit within the parameter of what nostalgia is. Like, mm. it's really mm-hmm. weird that like, you know, I... I think about experiences that happened literally just a few months ago as if they happened when I was a child. Like the feeling that they give me is very visceral as if I'm so far removed from it. Um, and I think, I think it's just the thing of like literally living in a cycle of doing the same thing over and over again. So for me, nostalgia is like, it's not even, I'm not even nostalgic for things that like happened to me as a kid. I'm like, I would love to go back to a few months ago. It's really weird. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, the same way. And even with like music, especially like I'm listening to bands, like albums that came out like just before COVID. Yes. And I'm like, ah, oh, yes. Like I remember my I idol remember carefree day. days listening yeah. to like. For me, it was Fiona, Fiona Apple. Fiona Apple. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Or I guess maybe like whatever, like the new real estate album or yeah. something. Like I would listen mm-hmm. to something like that in the spring before COVID. And mm-hmm. now I listen to it. And it doesn't, it reminds me of just, like, before. Everything feels, like, pre-pandemic now. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is such a hallmark of our lives at this point. Yes. Where, like, everything feels like, oh, yeah, before the pandemic. The great before, as they say on, to borrow a phrase from Gen Z. Sure. I don't even know if they say that. I don't know. <laughs> great before. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally resonate with that. Like, I've started listening to bands that I listened to in high school, which I 
I didn't ever voluntarily do. And then I found my old Tumblr, bro. <gasps> I found. That's, that's huge. Yeah, that's and I have gone through it. And I... <laughs> I am the person I am today because that Tumblr, bro. Yep. Wow. Yeah, there are gems on there. So, yeah, it's weird. Like, what what kind of times you go back to for sure? If if someone found my Tumblr, oh, my God. Nope. I'm, no. I'm literally, I'm, 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 kid you not, the minute this ends, I'm logged on to Tumblr and seeing, and, like, making sure I deleted it because it was. <laughs> We're going to put it on I, the show notes. I'm joking, but. <laughs> Monica's do it. Monica's hacking. And I'm like, I already found it. It's already out there. No, I'm joking. It was, I mean, yeah, the stuff I would, what's it, reblog, I guess they would. The reblog for sure. I hope no one finds my old Tumblr because there's a bunch of memes. Oh, bless. You were one of those. Yeah. 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 There's a, oh my God, this is, I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud, but I'm going to say it. There is a, (laughs) there is a black and white picture of me on my Tumblr. Black and white. Uh with and it was like a friend's and not even like a photo shoot for like schools it was just like in my friend's like bathroom where i'm shirtless number one have running like mascara as if i've been crying and it's just like pictures of me just like looking dramatic in a tub shirtless as if i've been crying with mass it's they're, they're heinous. They're heinous. I'm literally like 15 in them. But, when I, but at the time when I posted them, I literally was like, this is high fashion. Like, I might get discovered because of this. Literally, like, literally. All, I'm, all I'm hearing from that is you were a young homosexual man. Yes, <laughs> literally. Tumblr, just like yourself. No, my Tumblr was so private. So I don't oh, okay. even know. It was Well, I always had like, like there were a couple of people who followed me who okay. like, were my friends who had like big tumblers mm-hmm. and when they would repost my stuff i would secretly hope to go become like tumblr famous oh my god oh my god that's crazy <laughs> yeah so cute. nostalgia though yeah nostalgia is wild it in is. quarantine yeah i really even like listening to high or just like watching i've been watching a lot of movies now mm-hmm. which is weird because mm-hmm. like at first i had no attention span for that but now i'm like i need to like do something for yeah. my brain yeah and i'm watching like Movies that I saw in high school that I were like, oh, these were really good. Like, stuff like Fargo or whatever. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. I, I just watched a bunch of old Coen Brothers movies. Mm-hmm. But um, I will rewatch them and be like, I'm a different person watching this, but yeah. this movie has stayed the same. Yeah. And it kind of, that makes me feel weird. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, and then I'm like, if I'm enjoying it different, or if I'm enjoying it the same amount, have I not grown? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very kind of that. Or like, oh, I'm like still reacting at the same parts. So I'm like... Have I not been like intellectually brewing yeah. this whole time? I you hope know? you have a, like a diary or a yeah. journal where you're keeping <laughs> log of this. Yeah, I love. I just I love both of you so much uh, because I love it because we the way we do our podcast is like more a little bit like the, the structure we follow is really like structure and yes conversational. But I love that both of you when I listen to your podcast. It makes me feel nostalgic because if I feel like I'm with my friends Aww. at a oh, bar or at someone's house and I'm oh just talking that. to my friends. So for me, it's like a, a, a nostalgia thing that I've had is listening to both of you and going uh, memory lane with some artists, but also just both of you. Aww. I just feel we're just like, we're just talking. We're just 
it's good. It's like it's that is so nobody sweet. can hear me respond, but it's beautiful. <laughs> oh my God. Monica, we can we can hear your response. Uh, yeah, every time you say, "Oh, I, I I think so too," I'm like, "Thank you for agreeing with me." Talking about your podcast, we want to know what is the the weirdest or most shocking fact that you have learned about a pop star or slash artist while doing nostalgic. There's been a lot. Oh my gosh. Oh my I god. Think... Yeah. No, you go. You, ben. You. I was going to say one common thing that I learn about a lot is like how, and it's it's more like just upsetting is how many, and mostly like women artists and mostly women of color, black women have just been like scammed out of all their money. Mm-hmm. That's always like the most upsetting thing that's just like mm-hmm. common with like, I mean, anytime throughout the 90s to two, 2000s, I'm like, now mm-hmm. I just think of any artist who like was working then. And I'm like, I guess they weren't making a sense. Like, that's just what I've kind of gleaned <laughs> from this. But yeah. one thing super wild is learning that how many people are like super religious. Like that's oh, always yeah. like, like Brandon <laughs> Brandon Flowers is like Mormon. I He's not Mormon, know. yeah. <laughs> From the Killers. Yeah. Um, oh, sh- oh, I knew that. Yeah. I didn't He's know weird. that. It's very weird. Very Respect weird. to Mormons, I guess. I just, you know, I just don't like that guy. <laughs> He's anyway. a, he's a weirdo. He's specifically He's a weirdo. weirdo. And it's so yeah. it's so funny how how attached that is to his like persona because mm-hmm. the guest that we had on that episode, Jordan Foisy, was also very like, no, he's weird, and that's the number yeah. one thing that stands out about him. Yeah. Um, I think for me, one thing that's shocking that stood out was that it's a very specific thing. It's less of a theme and more of like a um, an incident. But when we had Chelsea Larkin, comedian, improviser, uh, Chelsea Larkin on the podcast, she talked about heart, and she talked about one of the sisters. I can't remember her name. Um, but one of the sisters kind of, um, she couldn't get pregnant and she didn't like having sex with her yeah. husband. So yeah. she one day picked up a hitchhiker, cheated on her husband with him, um, never talked to the hitchhiker again and then got pregnant by him and then wrote a song about it, literally explaining the entire <laughs> situation. <laughs> and I just think that's so wild. That's like that her. So <laughs> Take I what you that. want from the world, bitch. Right? That's amazing. <laughs> so wild to me honestly some of the crazy and this is like this is like the last thing like anyone wants to hear when asking this question but like some of the craziest stuff i've heard now i'm thinking about it is off the pod <laughs> like oh, minute, yeah what? before the okay. zoom starts people that we don't even know that well like truly are meeting for the first time on the podcast we'll come on and and like we'll do the whole like recording and then we'll be talking casually after and they just divulge information i don't know what it is i don't know if ben and i make them feel comfortable enough to do that but the shit that we learn because i think the first hour for, and this is me just playing armchair therapist yeah. but i think like the first hour for them is maybe like them kind of getting used to it and then they're opening yes. up and then i think by like this like by the end of that hour they feel hot they feel like yeah i want to keep going like i've got stories to tell and then i <laughs> yes. think now that we're not recording and there's definitely like an energy shift when you stop recording it's kind of like a mm-hmm. huh, like great work everybody kind yes. of like thanks and like i feel like that type of vibe feels very like after and school. we're very gossipy we're, we're very, very like gossipy. gay gossip we're very like and i definitely like incites that in people and i definitely kind of want to bring it out of them too I love yes. hearing gossip. And I'm definitely the me type too. of person where people have been telling me gossip ever since I came out. Literally, oh, people listen. just love... People love telling gay they, people gossip. We know this. Gay people, yeah. we just have... Our ears are just a little bit bigger for well, gossip. They're like, you know how to keep secrets. something in the closet. Exactly. Yeah. But you exactly. know, so what, what I've learned, I went to this conference the other day on the internet, and they were saying how gossip in the queer community 
uh, it's also a way to keep each other safe. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like it, it was like because sometimes you don't know who to trust, so yes. gossip is actually no. not a like a bad tool in Yo. some ways. Yo, yeah. I can get no, Abba, please go. Uh, no, I was just gonna say that I absolutely agree with that. In a lot of marginalized communities, gossip is like it can it's a double edged sword because it can definitely mm-hmm. lead to like WhatsApp threads of like you know coronavirus yeah. is caused by five G, but and drama, but it, it it very much is a thing of like learning who is safe to be around. Like I remember we were told not to gossip when I worked retail at uh, the body shop, but the only other black girl first day I worked there was like, we're the only black people here. Listen, if anything happens that you don't feel comfortable with, if anyone's rude to you, don't go to the HR department. They work for the company. Come to me and we'll figure this shit out together. So yeah, it it is a safety thing. Yeah, It's so true. Like we don't, and I feel like there's, I don't know, like, like, like straight men, like straight cis men have like bro code and what, or whatever. Like there's, I feel like those type of dynamics exist within like those types of communities, but in queer communities, I feel like people, I just think like femme people in general, people are quick to criticize I don't know, just like camaraderie as being like, oh, well, you're being a bitchy gossip just because it's like clicky, clicky, that Mm -hmm. type of vibe. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, it's like this is literally community building. There's that uh, concept chisme in Spanish, which is like kind of like gossip, but not. And totally it's described the same thing. Like we can't trust you. So we're not going to talk to you directly. We're going to talk around you. Yeah, very interesting. And I also think that like gossip, you know, especially because we live in an English colony up here. There's so many like Christian moral values and the yes. culture that comes with that, uh-huh. which is like, we're not going to talk back or bad about anyone ever. Mm-hmm. And if we do, you're bad. And it's like, how yes. about you stop colonizing us? Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 No, that's totally it as well. <gasps> this podcast is great. right (laughs) okay so uh clearly you are both comedy superstars we know this how did you come to the realization that making people laugh was your calling this is so wild ben you want to go first i maybe i'll go because i've all because i've always known oh okay (laughs) no i mean i guess like i mean it's such uh and i literally like i'm rolling my eyes on myself as i'm saying this but like we i'm sure we all can identify with that thing of like Growing up queer, growing up marginal, like, you're just, like, you're a bit more internal, you're kind of a bit more cerebral because, like, you don't have a lot of friends or you're, like, you're on the outside or whatever. So I feel like that kind of just, like, makes, made me a bit more, like, observational, I guess. But aside from that, like, I literally just love, like, school was boring to me, hated teachers telling me what to do, literally just was bonkers to me that I had to do anything, and I just loved to gab. And it wasn't even about making the class laugh, it was just about making, like, the girl at my table laugh, like, my girly beside me, like, I, like, she was my audience, and I was making her laugh, and, like, that was it, and, like, I just love that so much, like, that type of, I just love, like, the inside jokes, or, like, the teacher kind of says something, and then you turn your friend, you're like, oh, my God, like, (laughs) and, like, she's laughing, and, like, they're not supposed to, like, that, to me, is, like, my favorite, that's my favorite, so, like, even then, I'm kind of, like, I love, like, I want to do that now. Oh, um, so yes. it was kind of that, because, like, class, the class clown vibe, like, I never identified, because I was always, like, the hockey-playing boy mm. who's kind of, like, making the, just saying, like, a family guy joke, and everyone goes, like, oh, yeah, that's from family guy. Mm. And, mm. like, m- and me, obviously, an, in- an intellectual, the, yes. the David Sedaris of my classroom, if you will, was just yes. kind of, like, I'm going to wait until I get older and a little bit more refined. 
Ben, I, I, you're speaking to something that's just honestly so galaxy brain. Like, so this concept of like the class clown versus just like, you know, wanting community, like class clown, like they're taking up the teacher's time by just wanting attention. But like me, you and I were very, very similar kids where it was the banter. It was the band. The banter. As Nigerians say, the gist. Like you, it's, it's this like, I, I can't explain it any other way other than through an amenonopia. It's like the the it's like yeah, hundred percent. Yes, totally. that type of lifestyle. It's I think that people who enjoy culture I'm and sorry, eventually lifestyle. It's the finger. It's the fingers too that you're doing as well. It's this um this joy to want to connect. And I think that people who experience that when they're younger go on to work in culture and arts um, because they just have like an affinity for that. But for me, I I knew I was funny within my family because my family is hilarious. But I was also a very bad kid, so I said funny stuff all the time. <laughs> and then as I got older, I, I got a guilt complex. So, <laughs> so I'd be like not funny at home, but fucking hilarious at school. But it got me in a lot of trouble. But it's not like I was trying to disrupt the class. I was just trying to gab with my girls because it's all about the bands. And um, so as I got older, I knew that the, and the more I got in trouble for talking and being funny. Um, and I think that that is a product of uh, colonialism is taking away a child's personality when they're younger and saying that it's disrupting the class. Um, Yeah, but so I experienced a lot of that. So I I kind of just like was like, I'll be funny with my friends and be serious about school and become a journalist. Um, But I also knew that I really, really enjoyed performing in theater. So I eventually just got um, into U of T for theater. Um, And then my friend Lucas Loizu um, was in a sketch troupe the UC Follies and they were recruiting people and every year he asked me and every year I said no because I never thought it was funny. I never thought I was funny despite like growing up watching SNL and Mad TV and like trying to do my own stand up like in my room by myself. I just had this fear that I was never good at it. But then I tried sketch um, and eventually they forced me into doing um, stand up. And that was the first time where I was like, oh, okay, I am funny. Like I can make a crowd of people laugh. Um, and, and yeah. It's so funny to think of you as someone who's like, I'm not funny, because I was like so, because you're like- That's so hilarious, but I just so think I'm, I'm mean. <laughs> <laughs> I just think I'm mean and like, as like- <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. That is, yeah, I love, I'm, my mind is blown about this whole, the, 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 the culture. Because that is, because yeah. that's literally, and now I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, that's why I, wanted, I got into theater as a kid. Mm-hmm. Was like, I never, because like, I wasn't like watching like movies and tr- seeing myself or seeing like my family yes. really represented or like whatever. And like, and I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be like Tom Hanks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't that. So like, I realized like I got into theater really because I just wanted to just kiki with my friends and just yes. like kind of have fun. And it just seemed like, oh, like there are all these other activities that people do like sports and stuff and like theater just seems like mm. whatever the best one. And like, I feel like that's why comedy, cause I mean, theater also is a little bit. <gasps> I don't want to yes. cut you off. No, please. But I just want to No, you are. Do you have more to say? No, I was just going to say like theater was like a natural progression to comedy. Cause yes. theater was a little bit like 
it, that because I was starting to feel a little bit like pushed in by theater. Yes, you know, a little, yes. little bit kind of boxed me in. Me too. Me too. And then comedy, you're like, oh, like I can really let my freak flag fly here. And on top of that, I think this natural progression that you're speaking of, I think that is incubated in your youth and just like socializing. And I think that we, people like us, love socializing so much and love having that community and that so much that it's like when you can recreate that in a scene and make it feel authentic, it's like the next level. You know, you're just leveling up and like, yeah. Oh, Abba, this is this is this is true galaxy brain. Oh my I'm like, god! That's what I'm like that's what improv is. Like improv is just heightened conversation and reality. Like we're we're uh, psychologists. We're like, psychologists. Doctor Emma Kwando and Doctor Sosa Wright. Thank you for yeah. being here on the pod. <laughs> oh my god! The medical community released an article right after being like, "Do not listen to a word these imposters have said." They I'm are leaving. Don't listen to them. Here are their Tumblr handles. <laughs> <laughs> And I also, I just wanted to say, you said you were interested in journalism for a bit, um, Abba. Like, I feel like journalism is also, like, gossip. It's like, here's what I heard about this. Yes. And I think that a lot of journalists who are good at their job and who stand on the right side of history are naturally incredibly funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incredibly funny. Yeah. Totally. I I feel like to be, I feel like most good writing, and, like, maybe this is just because I'm seeking out humor because I like comedy, but I feel like most good writing is always a little bit funny. Even at like the darkest shit you'll read, there'll be a line where you're like, this author's funny. Like this yeah. author gets it. This yeah. writer gets it. Yeah. And journalism literally, especially if you're not like a hack journalist, you're mm-hmm. like seeking to like uncover the truth. You're looking for justice. You're looking for like social justice, hopefully. And I feel like, I mean, from what I know about you, Abba, I'm sure that was the journalism you're leaning towards. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Sure. You're like, no, I was a sports journalism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like that is very, there's something queer about that as well. Yes. And I think. There's something gay about having rights. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and just speaking of being gay, I feel like having to be gay requires you to have a very strong knowledge of the world around you. Um, and so does any type of marginalization. And most of the people who are writing um, and writing anything good are writing about marginalization, are writing about just how the world operates. Um, And I find that those type of people follow a lot of comedians because like, and good comedians. I feel like comedians Mm -hmm. can be a good barometer of what is happening socially, what is, what needs to be said. Um, And then obviously there's the dark side of that where it's just a bunch of fucking assholes just saying racist shit. Hell yeah. So talking about that uh, and talking about comedy and, and queer and racialized people in comedy. So imagine you you meet a queer racialized cutie who wants mm-hmm. to start comedy. And what advice would you give to them? I'd say three things. I'd say be nice, but be a bitch. And yeah. find people who look like you. Because I think that there is... Um, I don't know. Sometimes people, when people enter like any type of industry, they're like, you gotta be, it's that whole lean in perspective of like, you gotta be more like a man. Um, and I feel like sometimes with the way that we, um, award people in the comedy field, it's like by how individual they are. Like one person's individual success is, um, the thing that everyone's kind of aspiring to. And that one person is always like some white guy. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's very much this thing where when I first started comedy, I I didn't like people who were like that, 
who were like, I'm, I'm a woman, I'm a queer person, I'm non-binary, but I'm going to replicate this white man's behavior. Because if he can do it, then I can do it. It's like, no, nobody should be doing it. Like, you can have a different outlook on and perspective about your career and the way that you treat others. So I think that, you know, be nice because it helps you create a community. And when you find that community, you can be more of a bitch because you have backup now. <laughs> so you can stand oh up for God. yourself. Because <laughs> if you don't have community and you're a bitch, guess what? People aren't going to trust you and they're going to be like, look, you and what army? Um, wow. And be a bitch by, I mean, stand up for yourself and stand up for those who are marginalized. Um, and then lastly, like find people who look like you because half of the opportunities I get are because people like you, Monica, Ben, Coco, Brandon, those are the people who message me and are like, apply for this, submit for this, write for this. I was telling this person about you. And I'm sure that my white counterparts and cohorts who are male also probably do those things. But I know for a very fact that it's always people of color and queer people who are constantly doing that for me. So that's that's my advice for a young queer. That's the best advice. Literally, if you write that down, if you're. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> you might get in trouble, actually. Um. <laughs> that's literally the best advice there is. And like, I feel like I, but what you said about how like people replicating like I'm like I like John Mulaney or whatever but mm. it's like how people they're like kind of these three yes. comedian archetypes that people strive to be and I think like the only time I ever realized I was like oh maybe I could do comedy was seeing like I don't know like like Julio Torres or Julio like Torres Wanda John Sykes. Early yeah. like yes, John Early like, yeah Bowen Yang like people mm -hmm. like that and you're like oh so it's like literally you gotta find yeah find community and I love be a bitch is the best advice there is be be, yeah no, I was just going to say, never, if the show poster is ugly and the host of the show is a straight white man, it'll be a bad show. Mm -hmm. The audience will not be there for you. Mm -hmm. And you're better off without it, even if it's like you think it'll help you. Write that yes, down. Yes, write that fucking down. Yeah, and sorry. honestly, <laughs> to go off of that, because that is really fucking good advice, if it's a white older man who's producing the show and he doesn't have like a vice vibe to him, if his aesthetic isn't like, I'm going to a cafe at like 7 a.m. and oh, writing, I don't think it's worth being on that show. And that kind of guy, you know, the vice, the guy that's drinking a coffee and writing in a leather notebook at the like a tube. coffee shop. Yeah, he's not the best guy either. But aesthetically, the show will be cool and it'll be funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is that's the best <laughs> advice so i've heard of that you could take that to the bank actually yeah <laughs> oh my god but also like that, all that said also don't do comedy <laughs> don't do comedy why are you doing comedy it's oversaturated like, i'm sorry okay i know it's like you're i'm sure you have so many more beautiful gifts to offer mm -hmm. become a doctor is, we need more doctors yes become a doctor <laughs> yeah. amazing okay so Every episode, we ask our current guest to pose a question to the next guest so we can keep the conversation going across borders, languages, practices, all that. So you two are being asked a question by our guest from the last episode, who is a proud nation member of the Silk and Silkatine Nations Ooh. out west, west, west. Mm -hmm. Kim Senclip Harvey. She's amazing. Google her. She's like so great. She's a fire creator, an indigenous theorist, and a cultural evolutionist. And she oh. just defended her thesis like a couple weeks ago. So we're super psyched for her. Nice. Um, but okay, she's cool. studying memory right now. 
And her question is for you both. And literally, we didn't know we were going to interview you. Like, And it's just so perfect, this question she asked. So the question is, is there a memory that brings you pure, real joy and ecstasy that you think about often that ignites you when you think about it? Oh, my God. That is so beautiful. I want to cry. Aww. I want to cry. Oh, wow. This is so cosmically, like, yeah. meant to be. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I really love that. I know. Oh, wow, wow, Taurus wow. Taurus season. Ben is a Taurus. Oh. Yes! Fine. I love it. Oh, my God. Okay, Ben is a Taurus, and <gasps> honestly, that is... Me, too. Like, and I know. So, oh, is, so is Monica. That is such yeah. a... <sighs> I'm a I'm a Virgo. I I, I get along Virgos. so well with yeah. Koreans. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. What are you, Camila? I'm a Libra Sun, Virgo Moon. So I got some Virgo. Oh, yeah. oh okay, Virgo. okay, okay, okay. Yes. Nice. I like that. Oh, but there's so oh. much Taurus in the room. Oh my God. Okay, a memory. This is a great question for Taurians because y'all love to remember. I know. <laughs> y'all love to live. Yes. yes. Oh my God. Um. I feel like. Oh my God. Okay. I guess like. And, like, this is so, like, I feel like sense memory is, like, such a, like, people are always, like, scent triggers memory. Mm -hmm. But, like, and this is, I think, lately, because I've been getting such wanderlust, mm -hmm. um, I, like, have, like, smell, like, fantasies of places I've, like, traveled to in the mm -hmm. past. And, like, going to Argentina as a kid was always, like, and I feel like one of, the, it's, like, one of those things, especially, like, spending my whole life in North America and Canada and then going mm -hmm. to, like, Argentina, like, every couple of years for, like, a couple of months you're always like it's culture shock vibes mm -hmm. but like a big thing was always like the smell and how yes. like it always kind of smell like smoky kind of like mm -hmm. gritty industrial but there's always there's and you know like you go to like a latin country there's like a there's like a vibe there's like a smell and yes. it's kind of i don't know i've kind of been like when i think about that it makes me feel like vacation which is mm -hmm. obviously like carefree thing also makes me think about like family and stuff mm -hmm. makes you think about warmth yes so I feel like that's, like, something that definitely, when I yeah. think about it, I really, like, feel all those things, like, viscerally. I wasn't expect. I was probably going to say, like, I don't know, like, America's Next Top Model. But, like, <laughs> I'm surprised that, like, that that came out. <laughs> no, that's, and I agree with you, Ben, because for me, it's such a hard thing to pin down. I feel like I don't often find myself always going back to specific memories and longing for it again. I find yeah. myself, like, going back and, like, thinking about yeah like scent and like the sense of like in the summer when <sighs> it's like d uh dusk <gasps> and it's like kind of pinky Ooh. kind of purpley oh, blue yeah. and there's kind of like barbecue smells in the air and it's kind <sighs> of like humid and there's kind of like the sense of like a little bit of cigarettes and like a little bit of like beer, beer. and just being warm <laughs> and outside and you're a bit tipsy and oh that's you're gonna go home and like <sighs> just Go to sleep. I oh. love that. That is like the best sleep of your life. And that that is youth for me. I feel like when I am fifty, I will look back and be like, "That is." I was experiencing youth at that point. Yeah. I don't know if I answered that question. No, you did. You both That's did. So it's so good. I feel like I got transported. Oh, fan. yeah. <laughs> I was smelling oh, so much smells. I love. <laughs> the second part of that question is. If you could ask a question of a fellow artist in the Americas on this big body of land, what would it be? And you can both ask one. What do people do to like experience joy? Like, like what is that to them? Like, I don't know. For me, it's like joy to me is like if I wake up early on a Sunday, I get all my tasks done and run my errands and go for a little walk and like 
come home, I take a shower, I'm in bed by six, and I smoke a little bit of weed and I'm watching a movie. That is like the apex of joy for me. And now that I know you're a Virgo, all of that tracks so much. <laughs> I know, yeah. I was thinking this. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that for somebody else? Okay, this is the question. That's my <laughs> ideal Sunday. What is this person's ideal Sunday? I don't know why of no, all the questions uh, that's to great... ask, that's the one I'm really curious about. That's a really good way to get to know someone, I think. Mm-hmm. Because everyone's like, whenever, I don't, I feel like everyone's like, oh, here are these fun activities I like to do. Yes. I'm like, no, who are you? And no one's watching. Exactly. That's yeah. it. I love that. Oh my God. And when you say anyone in the Americas, I'm like, this could be for anyone, I guess. Okay. This is, this is actually something. This is actually something. Because mm. um, <laughs> I feel like so being like an artist in Toronto, Canada it feels like the ceiling or like whatever the video game I've established in my brain is like, got to get to America to succeed and got to mm-hmm. get X, Y, and Z to succeed. And I feel like, I feel like that is such a North American ideal. Like I feel mm-hmm. like the no, and I guess it like depends on like where you are, like whatever, but I feel like, I don't know. The notion of celebrity here is so ingrained and in like, even like just like, minute artistic decisions I make I still in the back of my mind is like will this make me famous though and (laughs) I guess my question is like how do you create like art free of that like ego Mm. like kind of driving that like hungry and I do have Virgo in my chart so Virgo I Virgo moon (gasps) (gasps) and Capricorn rising Capricorn rising me too, though. Stop it. Okay, Wait, really? Made for yes. each other. What the fuck? Wait, I need to search mine. I have <laughs> and Taurus is, is ruled by Venus, and Venus rules Libra as well. If we move oh Torah and, and Taurus and Venus. Oh my god, yeah. interesting. Virgo is also very compatible with Scorpio. Yeah. Oh my god, and it was written in the stars. Yeah. Yeah. That's what oh we say. God. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. I love that. We have one <laughs> last question. This podcast is called Merendeando, which means snack time in Spanish. Uh, we want to know what is your favorite snack right now. And it can be a food or a book or anything that is fueling you right now and a snack for a soul. I take, a bite, soul. Out, I take a bite out of my book right now. I'm like, I know. Infinite chest. For me, it's okay. So I discovered, I had tried this cookie before in my youth, but I rediscovered it when I was on my way to Halifax because they have it in the little COVID-19 like safety kit that comes with your water and your snacks that they give you on the plane. And it's Biscoff. <gasps> Biscoff biscuits. Oh and yes. they're kind of like a little bit gingery, but really molasses-y, and they kind of just snap. Oh, I love yes. it. It's so good. <laughs> Oh my god. Biscoff is having a moment because Biscoff has like that cookie butter spread. Yes. And it's yes. everywhere now. This is cookie okay. butter, yes. I need, I need to try I need to try it. I need because mm-hmm. I've never had But I love just the biscuit itself. Okay. I didn't know that it was gingery. I was pick whenever I saw it, I was picturing it tastes like a graham cracker. A little yes, like a graham cracker, but then with like a hit of spice, molasses, Ooh. a tiny bit of gingery, cinnamony, nutmeggy. I love Ooh. Oh my god, I love this question. What would you if I was like, um, I'm reading The Odyssey? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that's happened, though. <laughs> one of my secrets is I do read. And that's you why, do. And I You're very it. smart. You act like you don't like to no. read. You love to read. <laughs> it's my secret. Because, Exposed. but here's the thing. I like to read, but like, whenever I like open my mouth to talk about books, I'm like, I think I just like, like reading, but I can't talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because... I can't say anything other than that, like, I liked it or I didn't. Or this is queer-coded, yeah. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Or I'm like, I love the gay shit in this chapter. Um, 
but snack wise, I love cereal, mm. and I got, br- and I like I go like I love all spectrums of cereal. I will get like a healthy. Actually, I'm literally not healthy. Like special K vanilla almond, I guess is not a healthy no, cereal. No, but like but, that's like, health coded. If you health coded, yes. exactly. Yeah. I'll do that or like a Reese Puffs or a Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. Like I go all over, but brown sugar mini wheats. Mm-hmm. So good. Very good. I love them so much. If you, Monica shake, shaking her head. I don't know them. Okay. You don't okay, Monica. <laughs> here's what you're know, gonna do. And I'm like, I don't know. I grew up with Sucarita. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, he's, you're, gonna, you're gonna love her. You're gonna love her. It's just there it's sugary, it's sweet, it's wheat. It's literally like it's healthy. It's grains. Yes, um, of course. Right? Of course. No so questions asked. <laughs> right? And, <health. laughs> and I, I mean, you know what I love about a mini wheat is like some of them like have like a fair amount of frosting, but you know when you get that one that has like truly like a thick, crunchy outer shell mm. and you bite and you get a bite of just the brown sugar frosting, that to me, and I've never, uh, hand to God, I've never done, never done heroin in my life, but I could only assume that that's what the feeling of heroin is like, is <laughs> truly biting on that crunchy, crunchy, crunchy brown sugar brown sugar mini wheat it's just like something and it's it's always at like 2 a.m and i'm sitting on the, my kitchen counter chewing softly as to not wake up my parents you're <laughs> depraved can I you please depraved. do a sketch about doing a commercial about this cereal yeah. and it's literally it's everything distract. you just said and That's then it funny. ends with it's healthy right <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but i highly recommend mini wheats brown sugar very good <laughs> 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 I got so what? serious just then. Very I was like, good. jokes aside, everybody, it's very good. Very good. Stuff. I just, <laughs> okay. just want to say, like, a snack for the soul for everyone who's listening. Go listen to Nostalgic Post oh, podcast. That will be our recommendation. Thank you. It, it will so so good. Yes. And just follow both of these amazing artists yeah. and comedians. Like you both are so amazing. I love to see them in my screen when I see TV. Yeah. Ava. Yeah. Live stream shows. It's all happening. TikTok. TikTok like you're everywhere. Oh, everywhere. Yes. Oh, thank you. I, <laughs> I love both of you. Like, now that we turn into talk about you, you both are like. Oh, I love thank being you. on the show. Thank you so much. The show is great. Yeah. It's amazing. You you are so freaking smart like oh it's been such a great time this was so this was so much fun i literally like do sometimes doing a podcast like gives me so much fear like i'm like yes because like our podcast it feels like yeah like i can do whatever i want this is my yes. house yeah and then exactly. go another pot but like right away i was like oh this is just oh, this good. is i'm just hanging it's, with we're my at rooms. home like, exactly we're just at home like yeah so sweet fun. Yeah. i'm so happy you were here go listen to nostalgique we are speaking to you from the shores of this beautiful Zaga Egan, known to some as Lake Ontario, in Toronto, or Duggarondo. This is the ancestral territory of the Haudenosaunee, or Longhouse Confederacy, the Anishinaabeg Nation, the Wendat, and the Mississaugas of the Credit. This land is covered by the Dish with One Spoon Wampum and Treaty 13, also known as the Toronto Purchase. Araluna. We remember that people can begin to heal when they are hurt. We are committed to artful participation in disagreements. We are committed to unsettling ourselves towards connection, respect, and justice for all people who now live in this city, which has been a meeting place since time immemorial. Radio Aluna Theater is produced by Aluna Theater with support from the Toronto Arts Council, the Ontario Arts Council, 
the Canada Council for the Arts, the Department of Canadian Heritage, and the Metcalf Foundation. Aluna Theatre is Beatriz Pisano and Trevor Shellness with Sue Ballant. Radio Aluna Theatre is produced by Monica Garrido and Camila Diaz Varela. For more about Aluna Theatre, visit us at alunatheatre.ca, follow at Aluna Theatre on Twitter or Instagram, or like us on Facebook. Miigwech and Nyawangoa.